Welcome to Blackbird, a podcast about finding yourself and happiness again. We're here to shed light on loss at a young age and to help others feel less alone. I'm Katie Flame. And I'm Erin Hansen, finally. Welcome <laughs> to episode 17. <laughs> we had that a couple. <laughs> How long did that take us? I think we had about six intros. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got hysterically laughing, and I cannot, fun- like, I, I just, <laughs> I can't stop when I get it, and so I'm it's my like, fault. Just breathe. Breathe. <laughs> Think about sad things, sad things. That's awful. I know. I just have to, like, <laughs> seriously concentrate. But I always feel like the, the hardest part with starting our podcast is just, like, that getting started is, you know, I always feel, like, self-conscious about my voice, and it feels very, like, heavy. You, you know, to, like, once you start, it starts, it feels very heavy. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Does it? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, it just feels like it's very, like, full and heavy, and then I get lighter as I go, as I start talking. Oh. Who knows? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Sound great. Yeah, thanks. So, episode 17. 17. Oh. Uh, this last week. I feel like that's, like, been a... <laughs> we, need, we need to get our life, our lives together. But you know what? It's just, it is the, it is the way of life. It is. Well, I mean, you know, and we attempted to a couple of times, but we just couldn't get it together. It's difficult with, you know, with living far away, but, yeah. and then... And then with, like, different schedules, and I know that, like, I have to wait until, like, after bedtime if I want to do it during the week, and that can be t- tough. Be- <laughs> oh, my God. And me, too. And I just feel like, I don't know. It's tough to do. But, hey, we are here for episode 17, and we're I'm ready to here. go. We are ready. <laughs> we're body here. Ready. My we body. are ready. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how was your week? I haven't asked you that in a while. Um... I think it was good. I'm trying to even remember what I did. <laughs> we both got our hair done. We did. Feel good. Oh my god, I feel so fresh and Lately. I got a lot of comp. Yeah, I got a lot of nice compliments yesterday, so that was good. Oh, I did have a snow day. Well, we had President's Day on Monday, so that was nice, and then uh, we had a snow day on Wednesday, so we only had a a three day week, which was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Really, really- oh my god, it was so unexpected and and nice. And I love it when like our school system makes the call early the day before, because it's just like, ugh, when you have to wait until like five o'clock in the morning, the next morning, like, I mean, trust me, it's still a snow day and I'm excited, but I love just not even having to set my alarm. Like I know I can stay up a little later and I don't feel guilty or worried that I'm like gambling. (laughs) playing roulette oh I was like you're at the slots the night before no, like it's like if I stay up you know am I jinxing it or you know what yeah. I mean like so you know, I also oh, yeah. did find this week that you like to sleep in oh my god I like to but do I get to no <laughs> uh yeah so my little seven and a half year old going on you know 17 or whatever was on the phone last night with her, um, with one of her school friends, and they were trying to make a plan for when they would talk again today. And she, she goes, "Well, um, not too early in the morning because my mom likes to sleep in." 
So it really can't be early. And I'm just looking at her like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just laying around till noon sleeping. <laughs> but it did make me laugh because so I woke up about I woke up about seven this morning. Ugh. And then I know. Not and then I that life. And then I dozed back off because she was sound asleep and I dozed back off and I didn't wake up till like 845. <laughs> See, there you go. And I was like, oh, my God, it's true. <laughs> Whatever. It made me laugh. Soak it in while you can. Oh, I know. Well, she's a sleeper in her, so she can't talk. Right. I don't even know what she's going to be like when she's in teen when she's a teenager because she really does sleep in. Use so. that time to to get stuff done. Yeah, but she's such a nosy Nelly that as soon as she <laughs> hears me doing something, she's like, "What are you doing? You woke me up." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> are we playing this game?" <laughs> Right, right oh, But it was a good week. It was a good short week. Yeah. What about you? Same. Yeah. It was not very eventful, but that was good, I think. Yeah. We're doing a lot of stuff to the house. We're uh, having heat problems and... Yeah. All that fun home ownership yeah, stuff. A bunch of stuff. So it's been eventful, but like not super exciting eventful. So yeah. I'll, I'll take it though. It was relaxed I guess I feel like it's point. nice yeah I feel like it's nice to have those those weeks where you don't feel like I mean there's just some weeks where I'm like you know not getting home till seven or eight o'clock every night and just feel like all I'm doing is on the go and that's stressful to me it's like yeah. today we just really didn't do much of anything and that was loverly yeah kind of leads into what we're going to talk about today. yeah it does because this week we're going to talk about um about mindful living about being mindful and intentional and um I know that Aaron and I have both tried to become more mindful especially after our toxic relationships <laughs> um and if you didn't listen to that we had um we just recorded a three-part series it was episodes 14 15 and 16 so if you haven't listened to those make sure you listen in um and they definitely I know for me that was my, um, after that, it was like, all right, I need to, to get a little bit more mindful and intentional. Um, you know, I, we both have just discovered more inner peace through, through mindfulness and, um, intentional living is just, I think, I'm sure that there's a lot of different definitions, but I think it's just saying yes to things that make you happy and saying no to things that cause you stress or anxiety, things that you don't have to do, obviously. <laughs> So I know it's 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 funny that we are talking about that this week because last this past week I was talking to one of my girlfriends I've mentioned here a few times not really I mean obviously not by name but um just in situations and and we were really talking about how like she feels like she's growing a lot because she's getting more I don't know I guess more comfortable with listening to that gut feeling that is, you know, this feels off. So I'm going to go with that or this, or I feel happy about this thing or whatever. And like really just being more verbal about the things that make her happy and unhappy. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting to hear because it feels like very like a growth. I do. Um, I do think that that's kind of a sign of, you know, maturity and, and growth, whether it's, you know, you know, growing in like self-awareness or self-confidence, um, but being able to listen to yourself and trust yourself, especially after you've been through different things that, um, 
you know, weren't so healthy or weren't so great, being able to learn from them and definitely, um, you know, trust your instincts, basically. I do think that that's a sign of, like, quote-unquote, growing up. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we'll obviously go into our path to mindful living, I guess, if you will. In this. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to talk about acceptance and the ongoing process that it is. So we've talked about so many things over the course of the past five and a half months, which is insane to think about. So we talked about, you know, a ton of Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah. Sorry. Um, That's crazy. That just blew me away. (laughs) I did not think, I did not realize that. Yep. Yep. Five and a half months in September. So we've talked about um, grief, obviously. It's the umbrella of everything, stress, growth, honoring your past self, being your authentic self, shame, anxiety, and a ton of other things. And it all kind of leads towards this thing that we call acceptance. And we're just going to talk about what that looks like for different situations and different people. And I like that you said that it's an ongoing process because I do think that acceptance is um, kind of follows that same like wave-like path um, of grief, you know, one minute you can feel like, you know what? Yep. I've accepted it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm this and that. And then the next day you can feel like you're, you know, knocked down on your knees again. And it's like, no, I don't accept this. Are you crazy? So I do think that it's definitely that um, kind of like the waves or that winding path a little bit um, like grief is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so mindfulness is just, for me, it's, it's really helped me to slow down and enjoy the present moment. Um, I used to, especially right after Pete died, I was obsessed with what was going to happen in the future. And I know that I've talked about that, what was going to happen next. And it, it would consume me and overwhelm me. I I truly felt obsessed with it. It would keep me awake at night. Um, because I was so scared. My life had just, you know, veered so far off course than what it was supposed to do. And I felt so out of control and I didn't, um, I didn't know what was going to come. So I spent a lot of time after his death, you know, obsessing over that, about what was going to happen and what the future is going to hold. And I've, I've really, I've really tried to stop doing that because I, I kind of, I don't know even, I don't even know when it was, but I just kind of remember waking up and feeling like, I had spent so much time worrying and obsessing that I was missing things, that I was missing what was going on right now with me. Um, and so I, I really do try to focus my life now on the now um, and how great it is right at this moment. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm okay with that because it still does, you know, it's still on the back of my mind, but I really truly try not to to keep it at the forefront of my everyday. I try to keep it there. Um, and I'm, you know, mindful about it and I take steps and actions towards, um, ensuring that the future is going to be good. But, you know, I, I do try to focus more on what's going on now, especially with having a daughter. Um, because like I, I cringe and I have like those twinges of regret because sometimes I feel like while I was busy, like obsessing about what's going to happen tomorrow, I was kind of missing out on certain things um, 
of her life. And so it is one of those moments, you know, like when you think back about certain parts of your life and it just makes your heart just break. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I feel with that. I think it's interesting that you say that because that just made me think of, you know, when you're so, for lack of better words, sad. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's such a bland word for heartbreak mm-hmm. and death and divorce and all of that loss that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And you just feel so depressed and like within yourself that there's so many, there's still so many great things happening around you. But, mm-hmm. but like you said, it's, it's something that is so easily missed because you're just so consumed with how horrible you feel that mm-hmm. everything feels like, like nothing feels happy. But then when you look back, once you can breathe a little bit, you know, down the road and you see how many great things actually happen in those sad moments, like mm-hmm. me, you know, we've talked about it many times, like me, I feel like I'm so much closer to to your daughter, to you and your daughter, mm-hmm. than I probably would have been if something mm-hmm. horrible didn't happen to you and to me, you know, separately, obviously. But yeah. as as awful as t- those two things, two were events were, ways, um, something you know, I have such a strong, close relationship with her that I probably wouldn't, I mean, I would have, I like to think that we would have had a great relationship, but it was, Mm -hmm. it's a different type of relationship. I feel like Mm -hmm. same thing with my little cousin was born in the midst of everything. And she, I've talked about her, but she was like such a light and just like funny things that happen. And just, you know, those, you look back and it's like, oh my God, that was happening during such a awful heartbreaking time mm-hmm. in my life, but you know, beautiful. Well, I, I do kind of think that that's part of what kind of opened my eyes a little bit was, um, you know, looking back, uh, looking back over the past and, and seeing all these great things that happened, but realizing that, you know, I wasn't as present mentally as I wanted to be. Um, and I, I really try to, I really try now you know, it's like that intentional living that I mentioned before, but I really do try to be more intentional with being present in, in every single way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it sounds like kind of cheesy when you start to look into mindfulness and you start to read up on it and there's so much on it. So, I mean, if it's interesting to you, like there's just so much literature and there's a lot out there on mindfulness. Um, but it, it does kind of sound cheesy, but it's like, you know, like using all of your senses, like at that moment, using all of your senses and it sounds cheesy, but it works. Um, and I find myself doing that a lot and you feel things so much more clearly and so much more wholly. And, um, it's just, it's really enlightening and it make it, it kind of like takes ordinary moments and takes them to a whole different level. If that makes sense. Do you think that you can give an example? Um, I think uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think about like just little things. Okay, so today, this afternoon, for example, um, my daughter had two of her cousins come over 
they were supposed to just come over for the afternoon, but they ended up, you know, conning me into a slumber party <laughs> like they all please do. I should have seen it coming. Gotta it, love was a rookie, it was a rookie mistake. <laughs> um, but they we were sitting on the couch and we were watching um, we were watching that stupid movie Nacho Libre. Oh, it's hilarious. And um, I. You know, like, you know how sometimes when when you're watching a movie that you've already seen before and you're, like, kind of flipping through your phone or, you know, on the computer or whatever you might be doing. Well, they hadn't seen it. And they were just, like, cracking up at it. So I did not – I did not have my phone out. I did not have my computer out. Um, I sat there on the couch, you know, basically with them, you know, wrapped around me with our blankets. And we talked and we laughed. And I could feel every part of that moment. Because I was all in on it. You know, I was watching their reaction and I was laughing, you know, cracking up at them laughing about it. Um, and and the way that they started, like, imitating him and doing, like, the personation. And I could feel them. Like, they're, you know, wrapped in my arms. Um, and I, I always do this thing with my daughter. And I, I, I guess it's like a mom thing. But I just love the way that she smells. <laughs> and so, like, when she's in my arms, I always, like like to lean down and like give her a kiss on her head, but I like breathe her all in. (laughs) Would be creepy if it wasn't her. (laughs) Right. Right. And so I was doing that, but like, just like that, like that moment. And, um, and we all just had such a good time and, you know, it's one of those things that just, I felt like normally I would have probably been on my phone or just, "Uh uh-huh. What? Oh yeah. That is funny. Uh, You know? and, And I try not to do that anymore. What do you think, um, like, when you were earlier on in your grief journey, mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, was there a time where you remember thinking, I'm going to do this differently because I I don't want to say, like, want to be more mindful, but that maybe you, I don't know, um, just felt like a change needed to happen when it came to making sure that you were being intentional about certain things that maybe Um, like if somebody was like earlier on in their journey that you know they are like oh that's great you know she's seven years down the road yeah you know I to be perfectly honest I don't even think that early on in my grief journey, I was thinking about anything that, um, like observant or, you know, poignant. Um, I was really just kind of thinking about surviving. Yeah. And, um, I would say that, see, it's, it's hard for, it's hard for me to say because I, you know, like a year after, um, his death, I got into a really toxic relationship and I felt like I did everything wrong Yeah, in that sense. And so, I mean, I know that I've already said this, but I would say just to try not to get involved with somebody until you feel like you can be healthy with it. Um, I know that didn't really answer your question, but. No, I was just thinking about, you know, it's easier down the road to be able to be mindful. And so mm-hmm. it's a matter of like in the, in the more earlier on grief. You know, I would say 
that that may be you tried to do it it can be harder obviously at that point mm-hmm. yeah it can and i mean i i guess i would say you know wh- which i've i think that i've said this before but allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling so you know if you feel like you need to to cry or break down or whatever that is that it's okay to feel that um but not to dwell in it because it's easy to do so that's a that's a good point because that is mindfulness of in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not feeling like great about it, like when yeah. you're sobbing on your bed, you don't feel like oh great, this is mindfulness. But like, mm-hmm. are listening to yourself in that moment, and that's what you need to do. And then- and and get up and and you you felt it, you dealt with it. Now go do something. You don't have to be happy about it. You don't have to be skipping around like Mary Poppins, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Go, go do something, right? whether it's go fix this, you know, I don't know, go sit on the couch, go call a friend, something like get, try to break out of that somewhat. Yeah. Um, but I do think that listening to your body is so important and I feel like we don't do it enough. I really do. I think that we're just kind of in a society where we're pushed to just keep going, going, going. Um, and that we don't really listen when we feel like, no, I need a break. I need a mental break and whatever that looks like for you, whether that's crying, whether that's, you know, vegging out with the TV, anything. Like, I feel like we need to listen to our bodies more. It's also difficult in, like you were saying, in society, because that's not as accepted. I feel like we are so pushed to be tough all the Mm -hmm. time and like tough it out, tough it out. And, and that's just not normal. (laughs) Like it's, Mm -mm. it's 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 not, it's not to cry at work if you need to cry at work. People are always feel so ashamed when they're like, oh my gosh, I was crying at work. And I'm like, I literally say all of us have done that at some point. Yeah. Whether it's blatantly in front of people or whether it's in a bathroom stall. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Happens. Oh my God, I have, um, <laughs> my all my like work people are probably going to be like, <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm not the only one that's done this. I've gone into my closet and shut the door. Not when I have students in my classroom, but and shut my door and literally sat on the floor and just sobbed. I came out looking like a freaking hot mess, but I was <laughs> like, whatever. But you let it out. But I let it out. And um, yeah, I think that that's a, I, that's a good point that it's not, not only is it not, you know, kind of like socially acceptable. It's, it's like you said, toughen it up, toughen it up. You know, it's fine. Everything's okay. Just keep moving. It's not healthy for you. It is not healthy to bottle all that up. And I preach that all the time. Let it out. Have a good cry. We talked about the um, (laughs) try not to cry videos. (laughs) I don't need one of them. (laughs) But like, just let it out. I feel like it's just so much. And, you know, you don't have to be crying. But any way that you need that little mental break, I feel like that is, like you said, that's, that is being mindful and intentional. Yeah. One of uh, our, one of our, close guy friends. We talked about him in one of, in a couple of the earlier episodes, but I remember him. I was driving somewhere at some point near closer to like the beginning of the separation and whatnot. And I was like, I can't do it. You know, I was like having some type of essentially a panic attack. And he was just like, scream and yell, hit your hands on the steering wheel and then grip it and keep on moving. So he was basically like, do what you have to do, but 
but keep on moving after that. And he multiple times was the person to tell me, um, you know, like, let it out. Do that it's okay to let it out. Right. And then, but then afterwards, to stand up and keep on going. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that's true. Because the more that you bottle things up and the more that you bottle them up, the more that they end up tending to explode. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I talk about, I talk to, to Newman about this all the time. Like when you brush things. I always under think the of Seinfeld. I'm I, me too. Me too. <laughs> but it makes me laugh. Like thinking about that is his name, but, um, which is, it is not his name, but anyway, <laughs> um, I can't imagine like a young guy being named Newman. <laughs> they might be listening. Yes. If you're listening, Newman, send us a picture so we can see what you look like. Um, <laughs> No, but I, I always tell him, I, I tell him all the time. I know he gets sick of it by thinking I'm a broken record, but I, I'm like, you can only brush things in, brush things under the rug and bottle them up so long before all of a sudden they explode. And he is so like peaceful and passive. <laughs> We're so different. He's so like peaceful and passive. And so Sometimes, like, I feel like given a one-sided argument, not that we even argue that much, but, like, <laughs> if something happens, I feel like it's one-sided. Arguing. <laughs> right. Because I'm, like, yelling, and he's so freaking peaceful. It drives me crazy. But all, but every once in a while, he'll just, like, scream. And it makes me <laughs> laugh because I'm, like, look at you. You just let it out. And he's, like, shut up. <laughs> like, we, we never, like, have arguments where we can, like, stay mad at each other. Because he's just so darn nice and good. And I'm, I don't know. He's always, I know, he's. He is quick to apologize. Yeah. He's, oh my God, from like forever ago. Yeah. I have not been on Tinder in a very long time. Um he uh he's just always like quick to apologize and and like mean it he's not like I'm sorry you know <laughs> he's like he really means it and but anyway I don't even know where I was going with this basically just that I try to tell him that you know he does that he he is the volcano where all of a sudden it's like and I'm yelling and I don't know why I'm yelling <laughs> because I'm like you're brushing things under the rug yep and you can only do that for so long with your feelings and emotions before they become something so much more. You know, we've also talked about how um, letting things out with like journaling and things, um, you know, you get it out of your head and you see that it's not as big of a deal as you think it is, right. especially when it comes to like different relationships or, or, you know, not just relationships, but like little, little everyday problems. You kind of look at them and go, huh, they ain't so bad. I would say for me, as far as with mindfulness, um, a couple things that I started to do when I was trying to rebuild my blown up life, um, I, well, one thing we've talked about a lot is I talked to myself a lot. I talked out loud to myself, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was like in the privacy of my own apartment, right. um, but I 
what, or even in my head, like talking through things. I know I've mentioned my tactic as far as like, right now I'm just sitting on my bed. Right now I'm just driving in the car, you know, right now, like basically reminding, recentering yourself as far as what you're currently doing. And those things, that one thing that you're worried about, the first step hasn't even happened. So you don't even know if five steps down the line are, is even going to happen because the first step hasn't even happened. So mm-hmm. you can't be worried about, oh my God, what if he gets, you know, what if he has a baby with so-and-so <laughs> and like mm-hmm. he hasn't even, you know, uh, gone out on more than one date. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. that you don't even know the first thing hasn't happened and now and you're worried about what's going to happen a year down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I a big thing that I did for myself was that I really started leaning toward saying yes to things instead of shying away from them. And that's one thing that I have a personal issue with and I have always had an issue with. And because it's easier for me to just say, no, I'm just going to stay home or I'm not going to do whatever, or I'm going to I, you know, I said yes to this thing in the past and now I'm like super anxious and I don't want to do it anymore or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. But I went on a saying yes to things kind of spree. And it's something that I've been thinking a lot more about lately again. It's one of those spiral things where I'm back to it and trying to not get into fall back into that routine of the mundane because it's easy, but really trying to, to live and not get sucked into the world of like, Oh, I have bills to pay and I have, you know, these things to do, like trying to still live and being intentional about enjoying life and not just living it, but like being alive in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that goes with, um, you know, the also saying no, because there are going to be things that you say yes to, and they're going to make you feel super anxious and, um, and kind of like you're dreading it and don't say yes to those. It might be something with family. It might be with a friend of me. (laughs) It could, you know what I mean? But it's just so many different things that you don't have to do and you shouldn't if it's going to cause you so much stress and anxiety. But I like that. It's like the year of yes. What was that on? Wasn't that on something? Maybe. The year I, of yes. I know our good friend and her husband did that for a year after Pete's accident. Mm-hmm. They really tried to like live, you know, because you see how precious and as, as cliche as it sounds, but you see how precious life is when you lose somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's, it's not fair to lose, which, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure they've got it from somewhere, but I, yeah, I feel like I've heard it. Maybe, it from like something. A movie. maybe it's a movie. I don't know. May I, you know what? I think it was on how I met your mother. You never watched that show, did you? No, but they did. So that would, yeah, such yeah. a good show. Yeah. I think, I think that that's where it's from. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I mean, I definitely know that I, I brought this topic up a I don't know, it's been maybe a month or so ago at this point, because I was like actually kind of struggling with it in my mind as far as when everything 
was starting to rebuild, I was very intentional because that it occupied my mind. So I was like, this is what happened. You know, and, and if you listen to my mini episode many moons ago, and you can go back and listen to it, but I kind of just lived in a way that was like the American dream, I guess is like the yeah. best way to put it. And it was like, yeah, you should, you know, go to school, find a man, get married, have babies, buy a house, um, you know, all of that stuff. If you can do it, great. Um, it's like that the Carrie Underwood song, The American Girl. Yes. <laughs> We're like, like, he's the football star, you yeah. know? But oh. I think she likes it. I got to marry that. <laughs> That just, that just made, no, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to find that blue eyed boy. Yeah. And we're going to go make babies. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And that, if that's the way, if that's the life that you want, then great. And it's kind of funny because I think I have panicked myself in a way because I'm kind of back on that route again. Granted, it's, you know, nine or 10 years down the road. So it's a much different world than like early 20s mm-hmm. to be in your early 30s. But, um, I think I've kind of panicked myself in the sense that like, okay, now I own a house again. I'm getting married again. And it's like very, oh, no. I know, but, <laughs> but you know, just trying to remind myself that like, these are the things that, that I think made me panic last time and like want to be done with things in the past so that I don't relive that again. Okay, so I agree with you and I also disagree with you because I I think that if it's the right person, then it's going to be right at any time. And I think that unfortunately, although, you know, your ex was very nice and he was a great guy, you know, he was a good friend, he wasn't the right person for you. So that's why it felt like, oh my God, I just, you know. I, I just went along and I just, you know, we dated and then it was like, okay, we have to get married and we, you know, buy the house and yada, yada, yada. But I think that this time it's different because it feels like, I mean, this is what you, this is what you've wanted, that you wanted somebody that was, you know, your partner in all ways. And I think that you can honestly say that this is what you have mm-hmm. finally. And so I don't think it's just like kind of going with the flow. No. Yeah. And you know I what def- I mean? I- Yes, I definitely agree with it. It's it's obviously very different. It's not only an older experience. That definitely helps because I have past experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it it is. It's very different. He's very affectionate and we laugh and you know, it's it's like a partnership on on a lot of levels and levels that I was missing before, I would say. Um but of course, like as soon as something breaks in the house, I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. I'm cursed. It's me. I'm not supposed to own a house. You know, like all that stuff. And what and did so- and what did you say? What did I say to you a couple weeks ago when you said that? Do you remember? <laughs> I probably she, <laughs> she was literally like, Oh my god, it's me. I'm just starting to think that I'm cursed. And I'm like, nope, it's you're a homeowner. <laughs> Like, I know. Everybody, stop and everybody so highly says of yourself. That. I know. <laughs> everybody says that. I and I and I know that, but of course it's like it's like a PTSD kind of thing yeah. in a way where it's like, all right, here it goes, here it goes again. You know, it's just it's just not meant mm-hmm. to be for me. And that's something that I think if you've gone through a really difficult time, um, 
when things start to like rear their ugly head again, even if it's completely unrelated and it's just the part of being a homeowner or a human or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's still one of those things where it's like, you have to remind yourself that it is just because that's what happens in life. You know, it's not, I remember started to go on a tangent, but I remember dating somebody and everything was like, it, they did end up getting into that mindset where it was like the world was against them mm-hmm. and it was hard. To, it's hard to break somebody out of that because, you know, feeling, having felt that in like a minor way, I understand it, but it, you ha- it's, you know, you have to keep in mind, like, unfortunately things break and, you know, it's just the nature of life and all you can do is fix those broken things and keep moving. And well, and that's, and that's where mindfulness comes in, you know, and, and really the whole thought behind mindfulness is like being aware of what is happening right now mm-hmm. and um, enjoying it, or if it's a good thing, enjoying it, but knowing, and, and if it's a bad thing, knowing that it's going to change, if it's a good thing, knowing that it's go, it could change, you know, it's like, you just have to take today for what it is. Yeah. that's And, right. and it's really difficult to do that, but knowing that, um, you know, you have to enjoy, enjoy the pleasant without holding on to it and thinking that it's going to last forever, which sounds terrible. And I'm not saying that in like the, you know, everything's going to crumble and die, right. <laughs> but like okay. that, like you know, what, tomorrow, time. yeah. Tomorrow you might have to shell out 800 bucks for, you know, your heater or, or whatever it is. Um, so knowing like, so appreciating your heat today right. <laughs> and knowing that tomorrow you might have to put some money into it. Tomorrow you might be freezing cold in your yeah. house under a ton of blankets. But, but on the days when it is tough and when life does kind of get you, you know, not being fearful that it's always going to stay that way. And it's hard. And it's it very is hard. very hard. It is very hard. And that's why it's, you know, it's this mindful, it's this intentional, you know, being very intentional about, about what you think, because those thoughts, you know, become you. I know you, everybody's probably heard that your thoughts become who you are. And I know that we've both gotten, you know, points in our life where we've gotten into ruts where we're just like doing this negative thinking. And then the negative thinking makes you a negative person and it's, you're living this negative life. And that kind of sounds like, you know, what you're talking about, like with, you know, that person from your past, it's like, unfortunately, you know, they seem to, to just get caught up in that negative thinking, that negative thought process. And then it just kind of become, became, yeah became who they were. Yeah. And it's hard. It's and it's sad hard. because it's sad. when you see somebody that's a good person who you, you're like, get out of it. It's tough because they're like their own worst enemy at that point. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Right. It's like they, they got, you know, grips on them and pulled into this black hole and it will, it's, it's hard to climb out once you're in there. And yep. one thing, one thing I wanted to mention, this is a side note. Um, and I meant to mention it beginning, but it kind of just talking about that, you know, listening back, of course we, you know, I listen to the episodes when I'm editing them and whatnot and making sure that everything sounds good and whatnot. Um, and listening to like the past few episodes, you know, we joke around a lot as far as like how perfect we are. Obviously we Mm -hmm. know, and we've talked many times on here. It's very obvious how imperfect 
we know we are. And I think that, you know, listening back about like the the toxic people and how we were like, oh, they're the worst. And then obviously we were very hurt by them. And I think I just want it to be put out there that obviously we know, we know, you know, even though we joke about it, we know we're not perfect. We always have work to do as a human being and we will forever. And, um, but we've put in a lot of work and we continue to put in a lot of work every day. And I think that's all that you can expect from somebody. And Mm -hmm. if somebody is so unwilling to put in the work or making you feel bad about putting in, in work of your own, that's when they're not, that's when, to me, they're pieces of shit. <laughs> to yeah. just be blunt about it. And when it's so, time to kick them to the curb. Yeah. So I think just, I, I just kind of wanted to make a note because I, I don't want anybody to think that like, oh, you know, we think we're perfect in relationships that we've had. Trust me. I was not oh my a God. human being. I'm in, not perfect any- now <laughs> right. in my relationship. Right. Right. I'm exactly. far from it. Yeah. I mean, I, I say nasty things. I joke too far sometimes. <laughs> in <even laughs> I take I take offense to things that I should not take offense to. I'm way too sensitive. I mean, and and even in um because I, I think one thing that bothered me was when I was not even not even toxic relationship because I think that that was very obvious as to why the bad feelings were there. But I had mentioned um the end of the, you know, first, my first love relationship and about, you know, the, the internal problems I would say that he was having. And I wanted, like, I was not perfect in that because we were not perfect together. Not that anybody's perfect together, but we weren't, um, you know, I, I said a lot of things and did a lot of things that I shouldn't have because I was feeling the effects of the way that he was feeling. And it was just this nasty cycle. And so I don't, I just kind of wanted to put it out there that despite our joking and like, you know, thinking we still are growing and learning every day and we have not been perfect in the, in our marriages, in our toxic relationships, in our just relationships that didn't work, in our relationships now that seemingly are working, knock on wood. Um, But I think it's just a matter of knowing that you, you are a person and that person grows and changes every day. And all you can do is learn. And I know that you've said it in the past, Katie, but like the only mistake or the only regret is, is if you didn't learn from that experience. So Mm -hmm. sorry to go on that tangent, but I just wanted that to be put out there because I don't want it to ever seem like we think that we know everything or that we have it all together because it's just we're human beings as well that are constantly learning and changing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, it did, it did take me a long time to get to the point of, um, I guess like recognizing what mindfulness is and embracing it and practicing it. it took me a very long time. Um, and not just in, you know, love, you know, those kind of relationships, but like all relationships that I have, That's basically, you know, and, um, and, and just in life in general and my relationship with myself, um, I put that on the back burner for a long time. And, you know, I've tried not to do that. I've tried to put as much positivity into myself as I can. Um, yeah, th- the thoughts were really what 
I used to get caught up in and the negative thoughts or what I, you know, wasn't being very mindful about. But um, that's like one of the things that I was going to say that mindfulness has helped me with is like to, to changing those bad habits, um, being consumed with those negative thoughts and not just about myself, but also with um, other people's thoughts of me. I used to worry about that a lot. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better with that, being more comfortable with myself and just, um, I guess, like letting them have their thoughts and, the, and that that's okay. And that and not I everybody's. That, yeah. No, I think that comes along with mindfulness is yeah. once you, and we've talked about this too, once you feel comfortable and confident in the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, whether, you know, it's the quote unquote right thing or the thing that you should or shouldn't be doing when you feel comfortable and confident in it it doesn't it the, what people say and think kind of go away because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you feel everything is okay within yourself which then mm-hmm. exudes outwardly yep <laughs> and um other people's happiness also used to consume me and that sounds like, you know, I sound like a jerk when I say that it it doesn't anymore, but it would consume me to the point of where I put myself and um, the people that are the closest to me, I put our happiness on hold for their happiness. And I refuse to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's tough to do because I am a giver and I'm a pleaser by nature. And so it's tough to do that. But um, I think that you know what? It's, it's served me well, you know, it's since, healthy. I've, since I've started. It is healthy. It's and I very think it's healthy. A, it's a thing to say that that doesn't mean that you don't care. Like if, right. Newman, if Newman is having a bad day, which doesn't seem like he ever does, but yeah, if he... no, it doesn't seem like it. it's oh. annoying. He's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good robot for you. A good, he is good. Um, but if he was having a a bad, or I, I can even use my fiance as an example. He, you know, sometimes he's in grad school, so he's stressed and he's huffing around here and there. And he's like, oh, I hate this thing I have to do. And da, 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 it's a waste of time. And blah, blah, blah. This is reenactment of earlier today. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, just let me know if you need some help. And then I go about what I'm doing. And as, of course, I'm like, oh, I just want to like relieve his anxiety and his yeah. worry. But I'm like, well, I'm I'm not going to put myself in like a stressful situation unless I'm asked to be put there. <laughs> but you know what? And also, I like that you said that because it, I think it, that it's also going to serve him better mm-hmm. if you treat it that way. Because it kind of like lessens the, um, I don't want to say like lessens the severity or I don't know exactly how I want to say it, but it, it makes him think like, oh, you know. <laughs> This isn't as no, big of a deal as I'm think as I'm making it in my as I'm making it in my head. I know that we all do that. Oh my God, I'm the queen of it. But um, you know, and it also lets him kind of like deal with it on his own so he doesn't feel like he's being rescued. You know? So yeah. I think that that's good. It it helps both of you. I also think and there's a thing where you um like reinforcing I guess a negative Am I saying this right? Negative reinforcement. So in the sense of, and I could be thinking of the wrong term. Yay, great, great for psychology, social work. <laughs> um, but where you, if you want to extinguish a behavior, you're not going, 
the way to not extinguish a behavior, which is like a double negative, yeah. is to to put emphasis on it. So right. if you're constantly, you know, a- acknowledging this behavior that you don't want to happen, it's going to keep happening. But if you just kind of like ignore the behavior that you don't want to happen, then that's going to ideally, as far as behavior, you're assuming that over time it's going to extinguish yeah. behavior. So think about that as well for yourself well, I, and for other people. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that that is, um, has been something, one of the most positive things about my relationship with Newman <laughs> is that he doesn't, um, trust me, he definitely has moments where he gets pissed off and he is like, you know, his favorite thing is that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. And, um, and he will get irritated and annoyed, but he lets it go and he doesn't let it consume him. And he's like, yeah, he's like, what can I do about it? And he truly will just like, let it go. And I've learned so much from that. And when I call him or when I'm, you know, talking to him about my day and I'm bitching about this or that, he listens, he never fluffs me off. He listens, but he also, he has such a way about like minimizing things that I calm down and I don't continue going on and on about something. And it's stress relieving for me. That makes sense. So, yeah. And that's not everybody's personality. It's, it's, it is tough to do. It is tough for me to do that and to like adapt to that. Um, but it's, it is really freeing because you don't feel like you're stuck in this negative bubble of, you know, bitching about things. One thing that I've said, and this might be very tasteless for this podcast, but I'm going to say it anyways, because it's just me. And (laughs) one thing I've like really told myself over the past few years, and I've told other people is that at the end of, well, at some point, all of us are going to die. This is very like morbid, but all of us are going to die. So it's kind of like, let's just, in a sense, be mindful and live as, as well as we can while we're here. And Mm -hmm those big things that we think are big things, eventually they're going to be nothing because we're not going to be here. (laughs) I hate to say it like that, but it's kind of like, why put so much emphasis on such stress and negativity, anxiety, if we don't have to, obviously there are certain things that we have to, or it's just like, if it has to do with our children or, you know, whatever, it's going to be more important. But those, those things that are really little when it comes down to it, um, or just things that will pass over time um, that, I don't know. I just, I've like come to thinking like, well, at the end of the day, what does it really matter? We're, we're all going to come mm-hmm. and go in the same way and, you know, in general. And, and that yeah. is, that's a mindful way to approach your thoughts. It really is because it's, it's, you're exactly right. And, it, and that also goes along with, you know, saying yes or no to things. It's like at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's going to be okay that you missed, you know, this brunch with your great aunt Susan. <laughs> oh, great aunt Susan. Gotta love her. She's back, people. She's back. back in town. And, you know, Susan <laughs> can bitch all she wants about it. But you she know what? At the end of the day, peace, Susan. <laughs> all Susan can do is drink her chamomile. Go chamomile. Chamomile. Oh, oh my god but well, um 
I do. I think that that's part of mindful, mindful living is, is, you know, realizing at the end of the day, is that going to be worth it? And, you know, you've read those things like, is what's making you mad going to be, um, going to affect you in a week, a year, five years, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you kind of let read that stuff and you're like, Oh, shut up sometimes, but it's really true. It's just a way to think about something. Yeah. And I think it kind of all culminates in acceptance. So as far as, you know, like we said at the beginning, acceptance is, it's an ongoing process. One day you might feel like, and I remember in the separation of of my my ex and I, where one day I was like, yeah, this is fine. And we're going to do this and we're going to be fine. And then the next day something would happen and I would be like, no, we're not going to be fine. And I'm going to murder, you know, or mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm going to sob and I, I want him back. And what is he doing with this other person and whatever. And then, and then we would have a conversation and then I would be back to accepting it again. And yeah. so it, it was, uh, it ebbed and flowed. And, um, you know, I think it, it's, it took a long time for me to be overall accepting there are moments where I see things on social media and I'm like oh and it gives me like a pang of like ugh, or like a I don't know just you know that blah feeling not that mm-hmm. it, it changes my acceptance of things because it's been so long at this point but it's still it's still like ruffles the feathers of of acceptance mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um but yeah I think you know, one one word, and I had mentioned it, um, or we were talking about it earlier, is, is the word closure. I hate that word. I hate mm-hmm. that word. And I remember my therapist at one point asking me why I hated that word. And I'm like, I just feel like that is such a close the door, goodbye. Like everything is, is I don't even know. I, I, to be honest, I don't really know the words for it, mm-hmm. but I feel like closure is such an end of a book. Like we know exactly how everything happens and this is just wrapped up into this little box. And as Mm -hmm. much as I like things to be tied up in a bow, I love it. We've talked about that. Really, when it comes down to it, I guess you get that peace that comes with closure in some, some situations, not in all, all situations, but, um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you've ever thought about closure, but I just, I don't like that word and maybe it's just the word and I have to think of a different word. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying because I, and I'm looking at it from, you know, like a grief standpoint, as far as like, you know, the death of, of your spouse, I don't feel like you can ever find closure personally, because I feel like closure to me seems like, okay, I've shut the door, I've accepted it and I'm moving on. And I just don't think that it works like that. I think that you get through something, but you don't ever get over it. And so I kind of think about closure as like, I've gotten over it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I don't think that you ever get over something like that. I think that you, hopefully, if you, you know, have kind of gotten your mind in that, in a more of a healthy state because it's tough to do that after you've lost somebody and and grief is terrible and it takes a while. Um, You will get through things, but I don't think that you ever get over them. At least in my case, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I, that, yes. 
I think I like the peaceful feeling and the healthy feeling at the quote unquote end of something. And mm-hmm. to me, to me, that is closure. I don't think I just, I guess I just don't like the word. I like the yeah. sentiment of the, the feeling, the lightness of that mm-hmm. feeling, but not that that is the end. Yep. It might, it might be because it might have to be in some ways or, but. Yeah. I, I mean, know. no, but I know what you mean. And I feel like that with, um, I have that same feeling that you do with everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And I do feel like um, when, and maybe people like that and maybe that helps them get through it. And that is your personal preference. But for me personally, hearing everything happens for a reason makes it seem like it's okay. Like what happened is okay. And to me, like, you know, with Pete dying, it's not okay. Um and so that's, I just, ugh, I hate it. But no, I we, think, I think a lot of it is just, is being able to reframe, you know, yeah, I miss that, but I, you know, as far as like, let's just say the toxic situations, I miss, I miss, oh, that's so sad. I see a picture of us together, but, rem- but then having to remind yourself, okay, what I felt so conflicted during that time, I felt so anxious during that time and think about you know, how to reframe that in your mind. Same thing as far as like death and divorce, you know, there's all these horrible, horrible feelings surrounding it and trying to reframe uh, a thought or like even think about a happy time. I know that sounds so cheesy Mm -hmm. in a way, but just trying to get your mind to think, okay, it, it is different as far as acceptance, obviously with death and a divorce, um, there's much different feelings and things surrounding it. And even even different as far as the way that the divorce happened, whether it was peaceful or not, whether how the d- death happened, if it was like over time or if it was sudden. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of different ways and routes to get to quote unquote acceptance. I feel like I've said that so many times tonight. <laughs> but um but yeah, I think it's just peace. That's the word I think of, at least. It's it's kind of funny because um, acceptance to me is so tricky. And when I'm listening to us explain it and we're like, I mean, I don't know if this makes sense or if that makes sense. And we're like going around and around and around. And I'm like, it's so fitting for what acceptance is because it's going to be so incredibly different for everybody. And some people might really be able to accept things. Um, and say, you know, I've got closure and acceptance and everything happens for a reason. And and some people just really may not be able to do that. And they're, like you said, they're, you're going to think about other ways to look at it or to um, kind of like come up with different words because maybe those words trigger you. Yeah, because I think but- about this this lady that I know who lost her daughter tragically, young young daughter. And I don't know that I would ever accept that in the, in the, what you think of as the word acceptance, you don't ever accept the loss of a child or a sudden of a spouse. Yep. Um, but I think it's more so how do you accept that that is just how it is, whether you accept that it happened or not, but you accept that they're not coming back. And then how, and then at that point, how do you then continue on? Because yep you have to and in some ways 
And I think that's where like getting through a tragic event, kind of like that term comes to play, you know, you're going to get through it and, but you're never going to get over it. And you're always going to, um, you know, have that empty, you know, have that empty place in your heart and that empty place in your life. Um, Makes me think of Miranda Lambert's Over You song. (laughs) Yeah, she's, oh God, she has some good ones. She just got married. Did you see that? Yes. I, we we will talk offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she did. She just got, I'm, I, when I saw that, I actually went, yay. I was so happy for her because I just, I just love her so much. I think yeah. she's great. Shout out Miranda Lambert. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, I do, I think that acceptance is really, really difficult. And I, I do feel like kind of like, um, like you were saying, like you felt before in the past, like there are some days where I'm like, okay, you know, this is where I am and this is what I've gone through and, and that's just my life. I feel like I feel like that most days. I don't think I'll ever say, you know, quote unquote, except <laughs> now I'm doing it too. <laughs> well, if we move our fingers, nobody can see. Yeah, nobody can see us. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think that um, uh, I've accepted the fact that this is my life and that um, – this is just the way that it has to be without Pete because he's never coming back. And that's something that I know. So in in that sense, I guess I've accepted it, but in the other sense of, you know, uh, I'll never understand why he died and I'll always question that. Um, And so I think that because I, I will never understand that I can't accept his death. I just cannot accept his death. And so I'm definitely, Half you, and half like, on the acceptance. Yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yes, and that's exactly what I was saying earlier is that it's, yes, you accept where you are and what you need to do to continue on. But the acceptance of the actual event or the thing is hard. It is more than hard. <laughs> and, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, the only way out is through. And we've talked about that too. It's, mm-hmm. It is very, very true because if you try to, if you try to ignore it and you try to go around it and you try to not be mindful through it, then mm-hmm. it will, it will come back in a screaming bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> it, it just will. It will. And, or, or you'll be that person that, that everything's always against you. And and it sucks because you're not, you know, you're not letting yourself be free and live and experience all the wonderful things that are happening during the horrible times. And I do, I do have to say, like you were talking about how we talked the other day about reframing um, your mindset and um, a little pep talk on the side, a little, little pep talk. I, I had sent Aaron a picture of, you know, those stupid memories that pop up and um and this what this wasn't with my toxic. This was with somebody who, you know, just betrayed me. <laughs> Won't go into deets. Won't go into deets. It was a hard one. But um and I just sent I just sent her the picture with like this 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 little sad face and yeah. I'm gonna read our, I'm gonna read our very short little conversation. She just said, Blah, don't you just love those dumb memories? And I said, just when you're feeling on top of the world, they knock you down. And she said, but instead reframe your thinking, think about how much more free your life is now, you know? And it just made me stop and think. And I was like, yeah, 
yeah, I am. And I really, I, I didn't dwell on it. I was like, hell yeah. Like I am, I'm living the life that I want to live and I'm free and I'm happy and I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling heartbroken and I'm not, uh, you know, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it is reframing is, um, it might seem like it's something small, but it really, it does, um, it does big things for your, for your mental state. Well, cause it's so easy to look back and remember the good things, yeah. the things that you missed. Absolutely. Romanticize how you remember it. And, and that's because, you know, obviously when you're with people in general, there's, t- there's good times at some point, you would, you mm-hmm. know, it's built on something. And so, but, you know, remembering that, you know, that looking back is so much easier. Well, we even talked about our toxics. Like there's oh, gotta yeah. be something that draws you into them in the first place. Right. Exactly. And that, that is, you know, but huh. anyway, so that was a fun one. That was a fun one. I I do think that there's something to be said about mindful mindfulness and intentional living. And um I, I feel like I'm a more peaceful person because of it. And it's something that, you know, the word intentional is true. <laughs> like you have to be very intentional with it. And I think there's a lot out there, so look it up. <laughs> yeah, and I would say that a lot of times people think mind mindfulness, like, oh, you have to go through like mindful meditation or yoga or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I will say me personally, I've struggled with this many times, but I hate yoga. And (laughs) I, you know, I've, there's, I've gone to some classes in person and it's so much, you know, to me that I get so much more out of it than like, Oh yeah. Than a video. video. Yeah. So do I. So I know that it can be good, but in general, it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather be doing other things. Um, but if that's your thing, great. And if that's how you get, you know, centered and, and you can feel like mindful <laughs> without, mm-hmm. um, then great. Or if you do like to meditate, then great. But if it's just as simple as watching Nacho Libre on the couch without, <laughs> your, right. without your phone and without anything as a distraction, then great. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of like being in the moment and, and listening to yourself and listening to your vibes and listening to, you know, all of your, all of the feelings that come with it. Yeah. And I'm going to, um, I, I found a few just kind of like when I was looking at things before we recorded, I, I kind of found some good, um, good, just some good things about mindfulness that I'll post, um, that I think would be good, you know, kind of like quick, quick little things that you can do to, to make yourself more mindful. Um, because I, I like that you mentioned that it doesn't have to be this, you know, hour long yoga section, se- section, <laughs> section, or, um, you know, right. Or sitting down and doing meditation because that's really difficult for some people. It, it can just be, you know, a five, you know, five minutes on your drive to work, or it's going to be all throughout the day. You're just reframing the way that you think and the way that you, um, kind of look at life. So, Yeah. I think yeah. it's important. I think it's good. Great. All about it. All right, guys. So don't forget to like us on Instagram at Blackbird Pod and on Facebook at Blackbird Podcast. Please let us uh, let us know if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts or stories. Blackbirdpodlove at gmail.com. 
Um, and again, if you feel like sharing your story with us, please feel free to email us at blackbirdpodlove at gmail.com. I know we have a couple people that are really, you know, wanting to kind of get their stories out there. And um, we, Aaron and I need to sit down and, and have a powwow on how we're going to make these work. Yeah. Um, because we really want to to highlight them and, and do that. Yeah. So, yeah, just get in touch with us. Yeah, you come on, you y'all. That. You do get that, on, girl, get boy. <laughs> get on the intentional train and like us. <laughs> oh, Katie Flame, everybody. Yep, that's um, me. Also, what am I gonna say? Don't forget to give us a five star rating <laughs> and write a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Also, you can find us on SoundCloud just go right to the source so look us up on soundcloud that's another we option. got a like did you see that we got a like on soundcloud oh i didn't even, I didn't even know that that was possible yeah, we have followers on soundcloud kate yeah <laughs> i don't look at soundcloud ever i mean you know i i usually just look at itunes but oh shout out to our soundclouders um our beautiful wonderful blackbird community yeah. that and we also we we need to, to to get some more followers on the Insta. So I know. Please share share us share us with everybody. It's fun. It's different. What do you guys? I want you. What do you guys want to see us kind of like posting or talking about? I'd like to know that. Oh, on, on Instagram. On Instagram. Or, yeah. You know, or things that you want to hear us hear from us on on Facebook. Like, just send us a send us an email. Blackbirdpodlove yeah. at gmail.com. All right. Do you want me to say the quote? It's not really a quote. It's just like, it's, it is a little passage and it is by, it, it it is by Christy Ann Martine. And she says, when your world moves too fast and you lose yourself in the chaos, introduce yourself to each color of the sunset, reacquaint yourself with the earth beneath your feet. Thank the air that surrounds you with every breath you take. Find yourself in the appreciation of life. Like so go do that. Go do that. Also go listen to Kesha Rainbow. It just give me like a rainbow feel. <laughs> <laughs> do it. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye.